the Practice Odyssey. I'm Jen. And I'm Alex. And today we are continuing on our behemoth project of season six, where we are working through the epic omnibus of Trevor Y. Trevor Y. Practice Book for the Flute, books one through six, omnibus edition. Over a million copies sold worldwide. Oh, so this puts us on episode three which means that we are almost mm-hmm. halfway through, uh, which we are. That's We're halfway true. through the omnibus. And um, I'm not surprised he sold one million copies because it is, well, I mean, we've really liked it so far, haven't we, Alex? I would agree with that assessment. I think that we have enjoyed it pretty pretty thoroughly. Mm, there are a lot of golden so nuggets far? of knowledge. Oh, all the nuggets. <laughs> so that's your highlight, all the nuggets of knowledge he drops? Oh, well, I don't know if I can give away my highlight just yet. We're not at verdict territory, but oh. it, is, um, it is always, I know, sorry, the spoilers. The spoilers, <laughs> the spoilers. But yeah, I would say it was a pretty, it's been going pretty well in our season of why. Why? <laughs> so, why? <laughs> but um, yeah, I really enjoyed the different layouts. You know, we've done mm-hmm. tone, which mm-hmm. was our first one. And then we mm-hmm. did book two, which was technique. Mm-hmm. And then this week, Jen, we did book three, the articulation. Articulation. So. Now, this one's a bit funny because you, in the omnibus, you've mentioned that he actually changes the order around to, even though they're he like does. one, two, three, four, five, six, he actually has articulation kind of uh, not really in that order. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, even though the books are released or in the omnibus he has it set up where it's I believe it's tone then it's just basically how we're presenting this season so we starting mm. with tone then going to technique then articulation then we have intonation vibrato breathing and scales and I think the last one was advanced practice so mm-hmm. um but in his recommendation on how best to practice which is what we look for because if you were new to the flute or bought this book without any prior knowledge that would be what you read and would do um he says that you should actually do the order of starting first with tone so that's all nice and good and Mm -hmm. then going over to book four as step mm. two, so for intonation and vibrato, which we're doing in a fortnight, stay tuned. Or maybe we're not. Who knows? Stay tuned no matter what. <laughs> and then he pops over to book two, which is technique. Mm. And so that's just basically he separates that from scales, which we discussed in the previous episode, um, what the difference between technique and scales is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, technique comes then next. And then fourth, he has book five, which is then breathing and scales. And yeah. then the advanced practice book, he says you can just replace any of the exercises where you've already, you're already feeling quite comfortable on them in his books, replace them with the advanced practice versions of themselves. And mm-hmm. then he just states basically articulation should be practiced throughout everything, which I mean, makes sense. We it have is. to use our tongue every day. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like what he says. So book three articulation is something where he says, yes, do it every day, but basically it's uh, choose your own adventure for articulation. <laughs> you check it in when you think it's useful or if you don't think it's useful, but probably do it all the same because you still need to practice it. We're not going to give a biography <laughs> on Trevor Y because, or else you would hear it this 
six episodes, that's probably a little bit too much information on Trevor Y. <laughs> so instead, we've you can if you're interested in knowing more about Trevor Y, you can go to our first episode of this season on Tone, mm-hmm. where uh, we've got a lovely biography and background of Trevor Y and who this man is. Um, and in all these subsequent episodes, we are finding a cool fact about Trevor Y and sharing it. So, Alex, I believe you have a cool fact. Uh, well, I hope you do, because I haven't found a cool fact, so I'm really hoping cool you Cool fact one. is I have no fact. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, my cool fact came from the flutejournal.com, mm-hmm. which is has Peter Westbrook as the editor-in-chief. And he did a review, I believe it's a review, of one of... Uh, one of the books by Trevor Y, which I'd never heard of before because I typed in Trevor Y fun facts into Google. And this is what I came yeah, up and with. This is what came and up. It's called, <laughs> and it's called Trevor Y Flute Secrets. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. And basically, it's Trevor Y just delving into all the secrets of the flute. <gasps> So oh. anyways, which I thought was cool. I'd never heard of this book before. And so it's really basically cool. advice for students, teachers, and professionals. So, yeah, and I want this we'll book t- now. tell you everything you need to know. So I found a new book that I don't know if there's much Have you ordered it yet? Because normally you're on this know, really quickly about all very... I usually am. You love all the I weird published- and wonderful flute books. This is very admirable. <laughs> um, but you haven't ordered it yet. True. Now I really want to order it. Not yet. It. Oh, I okay. know it's I published by Novello. I'll put a okay. link in the chat. Sorry, okay. <laughs> link in the chat. If someone else wants to buy it, read it, and then tell us about it, that'd be fantastic. Um, that would be good. Maybe this could be an episode for a later season. We'll see. Maybe. There's so many flute books out there. We yeah. are not wanting for literature material. So we could we could have like a season of tangents because we've had quite a few good tangents over <laughs> the over the couple of years. That is true. Um, so some non-related books, up. they say for mm. the fact that they're all related to things that we've gone on to tangents from. Yeah. That would be quite fun. So. Let us know if you want us to do a season on that. We would appreciate yeah, the feedback, whether this would interest send you. Send us an email. Leave us a comment. Mm. We're looking at you, little YouTube community. Keep going strong. So <laughs> We do appreciate your support. It's nice to know we we're do. not alone we... in our practice odysseys, that there's a lot of you also on practice odysseys. That's quite lovely. Yeah, lots of other people who just want to sit and drink a coffee and talk about what practicing does and which ways they're the best to improve. Um, but yeah, sorry about that little mini tangent about mm. the cool Trevor Y fact. But yeah, he has mm. a book. So stay Here's tuned for our next episode. Jen will have a cool fact from somewhere. Ooh, pressure. So I'm How ready. do I top I'm that? I'm looking forward okay, to it. Sure. Mm. I know. <laughs> Secret book. <laughs> um, but yes, let's dive into our book for this week and kind of talk about the format of it. So we have, like we mentioned, book three this week, Articulation. Uh, So the table of contents for this book uh, includes three overall sections. And he's doing the thing again, which I love, where it's a book about articulation, but there's this random bit popped in. um, Where, like, for example, in book two, he did, you know, technique, trills, sequences, which kind of all fall within the realm of Mm. technique. Great. Mm. And examples of those. Mm. Fantastic. And then he put in relaxing so which I mean is an important thing you know we get quite tense when we're trying to you know develop our technique 
Yeah, so there was that whole bit about relaxing. Listen mm. to that episode if you'd like to hear about his tips for mm. how to relax the best while playing the flute. And so this book, in the same fashion, follows a similar pattern. So we have the section where it's like articulation and examples of it. And then he has a nice section about nerves. <laughs> mm. So nerves being our kind of random um, uh, chapter in the book. I wouldn't say it's random. These things definitely do affect the playing, but I'm really curious, you know, for example, why he didn't choose relaxing for articulation yeah. instead yeah. of like nerves. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, like it makes sense a little bit because I guess for nerves that really does affect our tongue quite a lot. Like if you're nervous, your tongue can pop out. Alex, it's so great that you're talking physically. about this because this was literally my talking point for week one was why <laughs> did he put nerves into this book in particular? And, um, ah, okay, <laughs> because yeah, I, I completely agree. Cause I, I mean, like you said, with the previous book, it had, um, relaxing as part of the technique, which makes sense because the more relaxed you are physically, the more fluid and I put in inverted commas, easy your technique becomes. Cause I mean easy in the way in, in relaxed and fast and fluid because if your muscles are relaxed without undue tension, you can play faster, mm -hmm. have more control. So I understand the relaxing. The nerves with articulation, interesting. So you think it's because yeah. articulation gets very affected by nerves. That's, that was your thought? That's, your, well, that's what your I was theory? wondering, but in the your same... Yeah. Okay. That's so. That's my working theory. But yeah. it also like in the same vein, I would have thought like at least for me personally, the thing that nerves affect the most of my flute playing is my breath control or like oh, my ability to take I a was good enough say. breath. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I know we're spoiled. We're, we're jumping ahead a little bit here because I didn't. <laughs> sorry, listeners. But this is like like that's usually where we have it. Like that it affects you know if you're nervous, yes. your ability to take a deep breath is yep. hindered. Like it's just anatomy. It's what happens in our body. It's almost the same for any everyone, unless you know you do work on it or you're aware of the situation. Just like with meditation, you're very mindful of it and you try to work. You know and do all your techniques to improve it. But for articulation, yeah, wasn't so like, hmm, okay, interesting. <laughs> I have experienced like, uh, yeah, a breath goes with when I get nervous and um, about performance. But another thing which I've noticed also goes, uh, the, the next one to go um, or equally is my articulation becomes less clear and less easy. And um, it feels very heavy and very um, unwieldy. So maybe that's I mean, why. For me, because he experienced yeah, the same thing. Yeah, that could definitely be it. Right. I mean, what, does this um, topic of nerves belong in a an omnibus book about flute playing? 100%. Yes. Uh, yes. Agree. 100% uh -huh. definitely Absolutely. belongs here. We're just curious why put the nerve section yeah. in book three yeah. and maybe something more along the lines of endurance or like something mm. about that discusses like ways to help improve your flute endurance, you know, like maybe that section he has, hopefully, I think it was intoned. If I'm spoiling the next book, I'm so sorry, but where you're like, you know, you see how much air you can expel or how far your ribcage can expand oh that's in because that deals more with like right like some breathing mm. yep yep mm -hmm. um so mm. yeah i am spoiling it oh no sorry no listeners. but he does <laughs> but, he does uh, mention 
He's got the long yeah, hair Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. For me, I, that would have been kind of a more important thing. Maybe if you're going to include something where it's a little more in your head or something where it's like you're doing something physically for your body that's not directly related to your like playing through the flute. Um, would have been important here because that's something that maybe while we're tonguing, we tend to forget, if that makes mm. sense. Like we're so focused on like making sure the tongue placement is in the right spot. It's at the right weight. You know, it's <laughs> everything's looking OK. So, so, yeah, anyways, that's my my thing. Sorry, listeners, you're getting yeah. a pre-verdict from me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would have wanted something like that here, I think, and yeah. saved nerves for like maybe the, one of the upcoming books where we talk about breathing or maybe even with tone as well, because that's yeah. another area where nerves can really affect the sound a whole bunch. Oh, like yeah. You can kind of cover up nerves with a bunch of articulation because your tongue is just going like... So, you know, or it's not as obvious. Like it does with me when I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Precisely. Um, so that, that's a, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, I agree like, with a lot of your points and uh, <laughs> nerves. I mean, the only other theory, this is my other working theory, which mm. I turned to in my two weeks of pondering upon this. I probably spent way too much time thinking about this. Yeah, that's really it. Like, it's totally useful. Everything in there is great. Just the, the mm. placement I'm just curious about. Because mm. he's very deliberate. I'm sure there was he a reason. He is very deliberate. So there must have it. been some reason mm-hmm. behind it. And I'm just trying to figure out what the reason is. Because I feel it would be quite educational for me. Yeah. Um, my other theory was, okay, this is my other working theory. I love it. This is kind of turning <laughs> into a conspiracy theory podcast. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> flute to flute, uh, the practice <laughs> odyssey conspiracy hour <laughs> um my other theory was because of how you mentioned in the omnibus how he says the articulation is a book which kind of almost like hovers over all the others and just gets brought in when it needs to be um and mm-hmm. kind of overarches everything um whether he's put nerves into this book because nerves will constantly be overarching everything um that we will be practicing in these books. Like nerves will affect everything. They'll affect our technique. They'll affect our tone. They'll affect our intonation, breathing, you know, like everything. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's decided to put it in articulation. I mean, that was my other work in here. I don't know, but anyway. (laughs) No, I think that's a... It was was good to hear your your theories on it because I did spend a ridiculous amount of time thinking about it if any listeners have <laughs> alternate theories throw them into the yeah we'll let us know to, yeah we would love to hear them. we can bring them up in our review podcast so mm, and yeah. bring them up and we can all discuss it yeah <laughs> um i i yeah. like you can tell that this when this book was kind of written by the fact that he mentions beta blockers as being this new thing which is just coming in yes as a possibility and i'm i'm seeing they're going Okay, they've been around a while and they're pretty well established as, um, <laughs> you know, things you can use uh, to help control nerves um, and the mm-hmm. adrenaline response. Uh, a lot of the things that he, he mentions are definitely things I've, I think I, I think I've tried everything in this book. <laughs> 
backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, yeah. deep breathing, lying yep. on your back, you know, like yep. in the Alexander technique, like he mentions in book two, kind mm-hmm. of to also help relax you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then like eating bananas, you know, yep. trying to avoid, well, the avoiding stimulants such as caffeine, I wouldn't get anything done. Um, so uh, no. um, yeah. but then I did like that, like in between that and the mention of beta blockers, he does kind of talk about power poses, but not, he doesn't call yes, it a power pose. But he you know? doesn't like call it a power she, pose. Like, yeah. I mean, it's totally a power pose. So he recommends yeah. power posing. And um, <laughs> I have to say, I was listening to that podcast by the book a while back and they did a whole episode on power posing. And uh, they mentioned that it, sometimes it helps with dogs if they're barking. And I've tried it a few times on my puppy, you know, just like power posed in front of him to stop him. He doesn't bark hardly ever. He's such a good boy. <laughs> but when he does start to do his like little growl, um, I just stand over him sometimes in a power pose and he does stop. It's amazing. <laughs> so he's like, oh, OK, we're, we're all set here. Mom's protecting or something. But um, so, yeah, I would say that some sort of like energy does exude itself from power posing so now i just have to try it maybe when i do my next audition this power pose mm. in front of the panel before i bring up my flute they can't see you anyways because you you're usually behind a sheet so <laughs> i know they can't even see you and it'll be like awesome yeah. although it is awkward for those auditions where you do get provided those accompanists and then they can see you <laughs> and they're just like wow what yeah. Can you just imagine <laughs> them so like, sitting there and then all of a sudden like there's this full on power pose happening and they're just like Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I, I mean, we've met our fair share of accompanists. Um, I'm sure they've seen weirder things. You That's know, true. But, That's um, true. They must have. <laughs> they... <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I did like that that made it into the book. I hadn't really considered it too much. Like the uh, using like the application of power posing in mm. a tackling nerves for flute playing mm. before I, I just hadn't put that connection together. And so I thought that was a, an excellent, so yeah, I was really glad. Cause like all the stuff in there I had tried, but that one I had not tried with flute playing before. And now I will try that maybe. But anyway, sorry, I kind of hijacked. I kind of I, I, just. I, I was along for the ride. I was like, heck yeah, okay. let's talk about I, this. I'm going to call this my week one was deep, deep thinking about why about conspiracy <laughs> theories into why Trevor Y had put it into this I think this it can also and be my week one. Week one will be the, the week of nerves. <laughs> the week of nerves. Because I must confess, um, both of my weeks were quite similar on this book. Like, I didn't really change mm, anything. Yeah, spoiler. There, it's, there's spoiler. Um, only, spoiler. like, what, 30 pages yeah, of material? Yeah, it's a short so. book. Yeah. It's a, it's a yes. quite short book. Uh, Although short I'm going to say deceptively short book. Deceptively short. Book. Ooh, nicely said, mm-hmm. Jennifer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really welcome. great. <laughs> it was really nice. So that was kind of your week was conspiracy. My week one was also conspiracy. Right. Like kind of. And I did work through like the beginning parts of the articulation, which uh, to finish up my... <laughs> how the book is broken down we do have the three sections articulation nerves and examples and articulation has five subsections which i can delve into for my week two maybe so it has like well of course there's just a general overview which you know this is where you know paula man davies i think was inspired to kind of delve in like do a nice bit of writing beforehand well i'm in the french 
Um, the French um, flutists as well have done that. So I guess it's just a general practice. It's, uh, it's broken up into five sections, first with a general overview. Then you have slurs, single-tonguing, double-tonguing, triple-tonguing, and ba-ba-bam, the E-flat problem. So, la, 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 uh, la. Yeah. Um, and he does a beautiful... I, I really like how he introduces articulation. Mm. Mm. I agree. Uh, yeah, so he, and he recommends like he has a little plan like he did for the last books, you know, where uh, for how to use the book. And so he says, like, you know, first start by reading the articulation opening section and how to use the slur. And then he says, start with single tonguing, of course, then on to double tonguing and triple tonguing, you know, and then checking with the E flat exercises anytime E flat is proving to be a hindrance in your flute playing. Mm. So, and I think in week one, besides being puzzled by nerves, um, I, I did do his, like, very slowly and deliberately, his opening little preface section where he does a lot of the different exercises to kind of introduce the idea of how to introduce slurs and the role of, the arti- of articulation in music, which I thought yeah. is super great. Um, well, yeah. sorry, that's kind of verdictory, but that's how he introduced it, like, you know, going yeah. in... And I think that's so important because, okay, I'm just jumping in, but like introducing like, yeah, we, we articulate on the flute, but why, you know, mm. we could slur mm. everything. It would be we easier could. for our tongue. There would be less would be. Uh, margin of error with regards mm-hmm. to like clarity and precision. Of course, and then you have other issues like finger technique that you have to look into to make sure it's all going smoothly or else it sounds a little funny, but yeah, I thought that was really important, like the musical implications, like why mm. you put articulations in certain places and how it's changed over history, like over the timeline yeah. of music. And yeah. I thought that was really, really awesome that he included that because that's like, if, if I was just a beginning flute player, I would want to know that as like a basis for going mm. forward. Mm. So that was really cool. But yeah, I'd say for the first week, you know, did some fast, I did some single tonguing up to like fast single tonguing. He does some rhythms and that was really cool. And then in week two, I spent more time like kind of working on his little double tonguing areas. So, Mm. and his triple tonguing. So I did some, I also practiced some Scheherazade during this section. I forget if he has that. But yeah, so I would say the second week I did some looking into that, like going through and trying the different articulation exercises with a little bit of focus on like what he had for E flat, because I would say like, maybe you felt the same way, but like the single tonguing, double tonguing, triple tonguing was kind of boilerplate for me. Like it was pretty basic. Like this is how you get started. Yeah. Okay. I would agree. Mm. Um, Mm. But yeah, I was interested because not everybody includes the exercises on cracking notes. Like we do that in like when we're teaching, but um, I did like those. And I did notice after like a week or so, I think my, my E flats were getting very, very secure. So Mm. yeah, I thought that that was a really handy bit. And he also said in other notes in the right hand too. So, but then I also Mm. found it interesting because he did do a bit of like that, like work with articulation and particularly on staccato just because yeah the way that the we play that note on the flute with Mm. all like basically all the fingers down and certain openings in certain spots it makes it very susceptible to cracking Mm. um but then i like because then like on the second page it's all slurred which is true that makes it trickier but then i would think that that maybe goes a little more in the yeah because i find like e flat e flat and d are the ones which go first if you're trying to do a nice clean double tongue or triple tongue on them like, Ooh, they're the ones yeah. which crack so <laughs> easy. And what we mean by cracking 
is when we play more harmonics than we're planning to. <laughs> Ooh, is that how you would describe? Is that how you describe <laughs> cracking? I've tried. Like I'm just like, oh man, I had so many bad cracks in oh. that, and everyone goes, "What was that?" It was like, mm, I don't know. Uh, it's nicer than what I say. I what say, do you it say? Sounds, when it sounds like my voice is going through puberty on the flute. <laughs> <laughs> That's an also a very poetic way of describing it. I quite like that. <laughs> yep, my, my flute playing is going back into the youth ages. So, but um, but yeah, <laughs> but I I found them really nice though, and I like how he also puts in a little bit about how many times you have to play it perfectly before you can even consider thinking yes. that you've like mastered it. Because I think like so a lot of repetition as well. Yeah, so that's how I kind of spent my week too, working on my E flats, and um, that's also um, I was surprised he didn't include a Midsummer Night's Dream in like his little examples because that's just like yeah. a beautiful example of double tonguing um, with E flats, with D's and E flats, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. all down low register as well, which is also hard to get yeah. nice clear uh-huh, low exactly. register double tonguing. Mm, yeah. I did like that all of his examples for double tonguing were in that middle register as well. So, yeah. But I was surprised yeah. Mendelssohn did not make the cut. So maybe because yeah. he uses it coming up in another example, he didn't want to have duplicates. But yeah. Thought. That's, I mean, that's usually why they pick it, you know, besides like checking musicality, it's just like your ability to play the middle register with the nice articulation and yep. very even and smooth and precise, yeah. blah, 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 all these buzzwords. So yeah, that's why they choose it for auditions. But yeah, so I think that sums up my week too, kind of short and succinct. But Jen, how no, how was your week too? How did you find everything else outside of the the nerf conspiracy? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so week two, I emerged from my conspiracy bubble mm-hmm. haze, mist, whatever going to call it. Um, no, not really. I mean, I did articulation in the first week. I didn't just. <laughs> obsessed nerves um, but, so why why um uh okay so just yes this is essentially the fortnight which i was focusing on this is um i would start off with the single tonguing exercises then move to the double tonguing and triple tonguing so i try to cover all three of them in one uh sitting Great. Um, yeah which would take hours because what he wants you mm. to do is to do all of the exercises for uh, single tonguing, which there are about, I didn't even bother to count them, Alex. Yes, there are 19. 19 separate exercises, all quite lengthy, mind you, for um, mm. doing single tonguing. Great. But then he wants you to do them in every single 24 keys. Okay, so then we're now into like extremely... Okay, this is going to take hours, territory. And he does that for the double tonguing and all the triple tonguing. Anyway, I decided I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, I'm not this dedicated. I'm sorry, Trevor. I'm sorry, Trevor. Um, so I just picked, <laughs> basically, I was like, well, I've got, you know, 14 days. Um, I'm going to split it into, <laughs> I'm going to divide them equally <laughs> between. It didn't really work that way. But basically, I just did two oh, keys nice. a day. I did two keys a day yeah. um, with all the exercises. And that broke it down into a nice, more manageable amount and then let me explore the difficulties of each um key which each key does because you hit different notes which all have different responses um what I really um enjoyed about it was at the end of every section he had his problems box 
where he mm-hmm. would the outline the most, books. the most common issues which people hit when dealing with articulation. In particular, I really liked um, his suggestion for practicing double tonguing. So often when we start off with double tonguing, um, we are using two different articulations to um, be able to articulate very, very fast because you can only go two, 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 at a certain speed. So in order to be really fast, mm-hmm. we switch into double tonguing, which is where we use the sounds t and k or d and g, depending on your preference. Um, mm. And what this enables us to do is to use the downstroke of the tongue and the upstroke of the tongue in articulation. So we're going to go a lot faster, like okay. Um, <laughs> there we go. Instant lesson of double tonguing. But the problem is often, especially when you're starting out, the k sound or the g sound when the tongue is traveling back up is weaker than the when our tongue is making the sounds t or d. So he's got a suggestion where you switch them. So you go k to k to k to k to and then uh, kind of emphasize mm-hmm. the uh, the opposite. Um, and I found that exercise even for just like one minute or so made a massive difference in the evenness of the sound of the art, of the articulation, which yeah. I really, really, as you know, I do enjoy a good, um, very efficient exercise. Um, so that was definitely one of the highlights through the whole time. And another thing I really enjoyed was with the triple tonguing, he had both, he made you practice both sets of triple tonguing. So with the triple tonguing, you can either go tuku tu tuku tu tuku tu, or you can mm-hmm. go so you can tell which one I normally favor. But um, really, you should be able to do both. But mm, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I liked how we got to practice both of those uh, different types of triple tonguing. Alex, did you, do you have like a more natural feeling the triple tonguing? Uh, I definitely am more of the same camp as you. The tucka ta tucka ta tucka ta tucka ta tucka ta that one. So, um, I always found that the the problem for me is whenever we do tucka ta tucka 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 tucka, it's a little more. You always have that potential that you can slide into just tucka 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 instead of making it like a triplet feeling. Yeah, you and also make sure that it doesn't slow down. So for me, making maintaining rhythm and pace in that's the most important. And so yeah. for me, like to do that, the tucka to tucka to tucka to tucka um, is the best way. Same question. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how I was really, uh, those are kind of my highlights. Yeah. I think if you, yeah, if you did all 24 keys, <laughs> um, you'd be there a really long time. And yeah, I don't I think. Yeah, I can kind of, it would take you. More time than you have in the day, even if you are a full-time flutist, I think. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know so whether you should focus that much on articulation. Like he says himself in the book, yeah. this is something which you don't want to spend a lot, a long time on. You just want to come at it kind of a little bit frequently, um, practicing mm-hmm. wise. So, um, yeah, kind of, yeah, by the end of this book, I really understood why he says he kind of wants this to float on the top of all the other technique books um, mm-hmm. in the omnibus. Yeah. yeah, it made a lot more sense, I think, 
after working yeah, through it. Yeah, that sounds like but, you might be going kind of into verdict territory. I'm Jen, sorry, it, it's been a very to say about that too. It's been yeah. a very is I've I've uh, been very unorthodox in my podcasting structure today. But yeah, would you like to give your verdict? Then you can just continue on this nice little thought train. Yes. And, well, I think I did yeah. just give the verdict. I think, as you said, the history he mentions at the beginning of the book, and in particular the well the the very clear methodical step-by-step instructions and build-up of each of the exercises for single tonguing, mm-hmm. double and triple, um, I think are really great for um, flute players who are starting out and beginning to uh, really start exploring the idea of articulation and wanting to improve it in their playing. Um, so I think this book mm. is particularly fantastic for beginners and for intermediate. Um, actually, I don't know. I think someone from all levels can come and take inspiration from, uh, the way he structured these exercises and, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I think it's a really, really good book. Um, it's a really good resource. So I get, if I feel stuck on a particular articulation problem in repertoire, then I can come to this and probably... And, and figure out a strategy of a way to fix it. So I, I think it's a really great resource. It's a really great part um, of the omnibus. And I think it's really useful from flautists, from beginner all the way up. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is my yeah, verdict. And I'm still That's not sure awesome why verdict. nerves are in there. But we will maybe never know. But it was good. <laughs> yep. There yes. we go. Alex, what was I'm your verdict? My verdict Yes, uh, I think it's similar to yours. Uh, love the nerve section. Still have questions why it's in this book, but um, <laughs> yeah, I would say that I, I, after playing through it, my initial question of why is this book not included in his overall, you know, um, like one, two, three, four of how you should structure your practice, and it's just kind of put at the top. I kind of understand why now because he. Uh, the way he approaches the exercises, you know, for single tonguing, the, the mm. articulation changes for each one. Like he introduces slur. So like, da, 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 and, or he goes, da, 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 without any slurs in between. Or I guess if you're slurring, it would be like, wah. But um, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, he, the notes don't change. He just does the same exercise. And then just like you were saying, Jen, he does, it says, okay, now go do this in all the other keys. I could see that being like okay like how you could structure this if you were maybe doing scales so you could be saying okay I'm going to flip over to um scales which is book five yes book five yep yep and you could say okay I'm going to do that and now I'm going to while working on like say this scale I'm going to implement extra. I'm going to also focus on my single tonguing because, you know, I have to do Mozart concerto in G and that, you know, to keep it nice and bouncy, it's important. It's usually encouraged to do it single tonguing. And so I will do the, to keep it even, I'm going to look in his articulation section and maybe do some bits with syncopation to, you know, get that out. So like maybe exercises one three, two, three, and four, you know, like and kind of approach it that way. And so, and because he keeps the notes the same, it kind of is like, oh, okay. Like, and you can, you can take out the music part, but keep his little, um, blurbs on how to prepare the sections. So, 
Yeah. Like you'll say, you know, like, um, like this is more difficult, but keep the rhythm accurate, accent with your breath, and tap your foot on the first note of every beat. That can be mm. applied to the music he has there, or it can be applied to Mozart's concerto. So, like, you can easily kind of switch out a few of them. I mean, if there's uh, references to different intervals, maybe not that bit, but... I get mm. why, because he kind of just teaches you, it's kind of like my sticky note, which I've always put on my music when I'm practicing. You know, if you come up to a hard technical passage, you do rhythms on it to try and like help nut out the, you know, the, the issues or discrepancies. Yeah. And yeah. he's basically done that on like one scale pattern um, throughout, you know, like, like you said, many different ways and said, yeah, here's, ways, yeah, here's it written out. Now you just have to do it in all the scales. Um, if you want to work on like that aspect of it, or if yeah. you want to put it into implementation, here's like the rhythm, just put in your notes instead. Mm. So, mm. so I get it now. And it kind of, and if you're not working towards that, so that may be, that approach might be better for, for example, a more advanced player. But for mm. introducing this kind of approach to articulation, um, doing it on just one set of notes that are not boring necessarily, like he does it where there's like some thirds, you know, and it goes up yeah. and down, kind of mm. makes it a little bit of fun. And he even does one of the Reichert's, which we had mentioned is like the best fun scales for yeah. the flute, in yeah. our opinion. Like they're very yeah. lyrical and they're kind of fun. Which very ones melodic, did he do yeah. those on again? Is it the triple tonguing? Yeah, it was the, the triple tonguing, yeah. Triple yeah. tonguing. Yeah, he does it da formed da da after da da one da of the Reichert scales. Yeah. Um, and so I, I thought that that was a really nice approach to kind of like help whet the appetite of the mm. younger flute players while mm. at the same time providing structure and kind of introducing like how to, maybe if you forget things while you're playing because you get frustrated or you're like, oh, what am I not seeing? Why is this still sounding not so great? Why am I, yeah. is my flute cracking or splitting? Then to come in here and maybe just have a quick peruse through his suggestions or even just go straight yeah. to the problems box and then try, try those. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I would say I understand now why he structured it the way he did. <laughs> but except for the nerves yeah. bit, that's still my question. Yeah. But yeah, I would <laughs> definitely recommend this to somebody who's just trying to, who, who's working on articulation and wants kind of an overall approach. But yeah. I would say that I think I like Paul Edmund Davies' exercises a little bit more in his 28-day warm-up. Like, mm. I think they're a little okay. yeah. a little mm, funner. <laughs> Is that the word to say here? Um, but yeah, I think so. I, I, think, I think they're think also more advanced. Like they assume a lot of knowledge, whereas this mm -hmm. one doesn't assume yes. any knowledge. It's kind yeah, of starting would say from the ground up. And yeah. 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 If you want just like a basic like exercise, like, oh, today I want to do some articulation and you don't want to think about it too much. Paul Edmund Davies, 28 day warm ups for all flutists eventually. <laughs> um, and if you yeah. want to kind of yeah. you're like, oh, I have to do an audition. I have these five pieces I need to prepare or five excerpts then. And I need to make sure that whatever I'm doing to save time is very tailored to my, you know, mm -hmm. practice regime, then Sharon Sparrow's, you know, nice little warm-up suggestions that she talks about in her book where you, yeah. like, tailor your own warm-up. This would be a great tool to help you accomplish that. Like, how can I yeah. help prepare Mendelssohn's Midnight's mm -hmm. uh, Scherzo to Midnight Summer's Dream? Mm -hmm. You know, okay, mm -hmm. take out some of these exercises, replace it with the keys that are most pertinent and the octave range as well. Yeah, this would be a great tool for someone who's just learning how to like write their own warm ups and tailor them to a specific event. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's my verdict. So, yeah, great, nice. great resource tool. He's um, a great resource. But the nerves. <laughs> 
That's it. The nerves. <laughs> still confounding. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. The nerves. But we're halfway through the omnibus, Alex. Holy moly. We are. Um, we're halfway, we're halfway through, through, listeners. Please join us for the next venture into this wild world of the omnibus of flute practice. You can find the Practice Odyssey, so you can go back and listen to previous episodes of this omnibus on um, basically all podcast platforms. Let us know what you think about any of the things that we've talked about on this Practice Odyssey. You can write to us at thepracticeodyssey at gmail.com. If you're feeling in the mood, please leave us a rating or comment on Apple Podcasts um, or subscribe Mm -hmm. to our channel on YouTube by searching for The Practice Odyssey Podcast. Um, And if you like it, please do like because that does help us with the wild world of algorithms. The music in this episode is from Alessandra Woods um, and the show art is by the wonderful Ivan Pottersmith. Um, I hope you have a wonderful couple of weeks and uh, that we look forward to having you join us back on our season of wine. Season season of wine. (laughs) All right. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.